0: Being human. Do you ever wonder what makes us who we are? Our habits? Preferences? Or where we came from? We are expressing ourselves in thousands of ways every day through our choices. Let's have a conversation with people who are having interesting lives. My name is Alan Walker. I'm a doctor of chiropractic and a human being. Uh, Welcome to episode 8 of Being Human. I've got a very good friend of mine um, with me today, Johnny Standing. And uh, Johnny is someone I met, uh, it would be way back last year for the first time. Um, I met him and and his uh, partner Caroline. Uh, We were on a retreat um, in Wales, which was a really wonderful time actually. It was a great experience for me and it was uh, something that I don't think i was with the right people to experience uh, time awake i can't explain too many of the details but it was absolutely amazing meditation and the people there were, were were something else and obviously like i said two of the people i met there was caroline and johnny and they really made uh my experience a thousand times better and we would become great friends um so i brought johnny with us today and johnny um I would like to say that you you live in Cumbria but you don't live in Cumbria right now do you? You've had a little bit of a move around and uh, I'd like you to talk to me a little bit about that and also um, why you're moving around Uh, where were you originally from?
1: I'm originally from I was born in Stockport Um, I was there for the first five six years of my life then we moved to a little place called uh, Hart Green, which is uh, near Marple which is a nice little village at the time. And I went to school in primary school there and secondary school there.
0: Right, okay, you got brothers and
1: sisters? Uh, no, I have two stepsisters. I only ever met one of them. The other one I never met, that was on my dad's side. Uh, and I don't think they're alive. now. So no, I'm pretty much an only child, I think, really.
0: An only child? Yeah, okay. yeah. And you have any family of your, your own?
1: I do, yeah, I have uh, a daughter, and a son and my daughter's given us like three grandchildren, oldest is 20 and the other one's 13 and the other 11. Yeah. So it's two girls and one boy.
0: Yeah, yeah interesting time bringing up a, a family. What were you I mean, just going straight in and asking about your parents? You know what sort of work did they do
1: and right, do
0: you know right.
1: anything funny about how they how they met? I, I do not know how they met so much really but um, yeah they, my mum was wonderful uh, she was just a very happy jolly person in herself. I'd say like 100% of the time. Mostly you know, except The, 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 the strange thing is they were chalk and cheese whereas my mum was uh, Always happy singing, you know, like my dad wasn't he was quite stern pretty stonish like, you know, he's uh, He was in the RAF. He was a tool maker. My mum didn't have any really skilled jobs She worked in factories when she was young. Uh, except when i was born she didn't go back to work till i was seven But my dad was in the RAF for 15 years he was a sergeant in that and then he went into management and engineering um, and he actually became a freemason as well uh, he, didn't, he didn't know much about it he just, he just liked that idea of the dressing up in the suit and having the you know the big shot sort of playing the big shot that was not it is really don't blame him. Uh, uh, <laughs> No, he couldn't tell him much about it, even if he wanted to, and he wouldn't. But it wasn't high up in that or anything, you know.
0: Anything like that? You like that in you? You know, you. No, no, nothing like no, that. I, I would. That. I'd, I'd stay clear that. of all of that thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What sort yeah. of things? Have, you know, as you grew up, what sort of uh, things? You, where did you move to? Where did you live? Where did you sort of? How many times have you moved around in, in your early years?
1: Like, right. like I said, I moved from it was about five or six. I'd done about six months in school in Offerton in Stockport which I don't remember much of, because it was only just a small period of time, but then I moved to uh, Hart Green and went to an All Saints primary school there, which was pretty cool. I liked the primary school. If you're only young, you don't really think of that much, but when I went to secondary school, it was uh, tough. For one thing, in its five year history, it, it had no girls in it, and in that five years I was in that, and there wasn't many people wearing a uniform past the second year, and it was it was um, a lot of greaser types and skinhead type things it was rough and the school was about uh, br- like the 80s it, no no this is it I, I started that one in 1969 mm-hmm. and I'd left by the time I was 74 in 1974 right. I was working so basically that that was it was a tough time it was just brutal compared to primary school which I think a lot of people would find it but this was particularly like that especially since the teachers came to you a lot as well which is
0: I do Kids remember now. that myself. Yeah, no, we I got caned you
1: know, a lot, hands, backside, yeah. and straps and things like this. So it was, it was pretty brutal. I didn't learn anything really other than, I mean, I didn't really revise for English, but I managed to get an old level in English literature and one in language. The rest of it pff, didn't really It is come interesting, out. isn't it,
0: to so look back at those days and we sort of, um, we don't often think about it when we do stop at a conversation like this and mm-hmm. we go, wow, you know, um, I had the cane, yeah. i had the belt yeah i had the slipper yeah you know and uh these days you know children seem to be uh they're getting the same type of education as what i had and yet they're not getting any of that brutality
1: well they don't need it it's not necessary was it it wasn't necessary
0: yeah interesting times
1: eh yeah very. we had a,
0: yeah. a, a different sort of brutality now to what there is then we have it from a in, a in a different way i think but the, the but not at school Mm. It's, at school these days it's made, I look upon it as being uh, better, less brutal, hopefully not no brutality at all and uh, we get the brutality as an adult perhaps with mm. a lack of freedom but we will perhaps talk about that later. Yeah. Um, what sort of work did you do when you, when you left school?
1: Right, so I started work when I was 15 and I was uh, a welder fabricator engineer, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did my time doing that, um, it was all very well having that skill because you know you gotta have something to fall back on that was the thing that I'd get off my dad with him being a toolmaker so he'd set me that job up I actually wanted to be a carpenter but no yeah, 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 <laughs> that yeah. wasn't gonna happen anyway <clears throat> after i had been in that some time what happens is that despite the fact that you've gone through your apprenticeship the contracts that are coming in were always the same thing so you were making 35,000 of one product and I got fed up I I left it I uh, went on a building site for six months and had a bit of a laugh but my dad didn't like that so it was get back into engineering you know so I did I went back into that different engineering uh, company exactly the same thing I was just making thousands of the same product
0: what sort of products were you making
1: well in the in the first instance uh, it was a it was a, a metal spinning company the first one I worked for which is Cutting circular shapes, i put them on a lathe, and a guy had folded over into a bowl mm. shape. But on my side, I was making um, guards for machinery, which, we, which is a good job. I enjoyed doing that. But we also worked for a company called Hazelgrove Music, and they made pool tables. So at the time, as you can imagine, in the seventies, I made so if I made thirty-five thousand pool table corners, which starts with a, <laughs> a seven-foot sheet of steel. <laughs> You chop that into strips, then into squares. Then you go on and put it on a fly press. And at the time, it was a hand punch; it was not automated like that. So you'd that. And then you'd fold it on a folding machine, which is yeah. all done automated now. And then uh, you'd have a little piece that you welded in. So you do that. So there's thirty-five thousand and them. But then I had to brace three screws on the inside of each. So did you sort of have a favorite triple.
0: part of what you were doing because i've done a similar type of job myself and yeah. it was like yeah. well i'm looking for get this done get this done I, my favorite bit would be this and i'd yeah. imagine it would be like something like the folding or the drilling holes or something like that you know the welding
1: no the welding well my favorite part of it is when a, a decent job would come in and you'd get a the blueprint there and it was it was folding a large piece of steel uh, and it had all kinds of little shapes in it and you have to drill holes in it And then you'd weld that up and it'd fit perfectly onto some machine So you gotta get it right and that was very enjoyable. I didn't mind doing that the time went quicker But when you're doing the same thing, you just stood brazing three screws on and then And then the next is in and it's in a jig and you're that's it. No, your mind's off somewhere else and uh, Now it just become a drag yeah, so, yeah, I, I mean,
0: I, it's interesting talking to you about these bits first, yeah.
1: because they
0: uh, they sort of, it's a big jump between the next bit, which is who, who you are, where, how you got to, and what sort of person you are today, with, mm-hmm. uh, as far as spirituality is concerned. No, but, because you are the most spiritual person I think I've ever met in my life. Really?
1: Thank you. Yeah. But thanks and, for and inviting me on it, by the no, way. No, it's,
0: it's an absolute pleasure. Mm-hmm. It's the... Um, I think we just went straight on to what I want to talk about today then I think it would be uh, it's too big a jump it's good to know right. who the person is first and go yeah. hey, I can relate to that I can relate yeah. to that I can relate to this right. so you uh, you've been a welder for a lot of your life and then and and what sort of belief systems did you have uh, uh, well, throughout
1: your life I haven't been a welder for a lot of my life because I, once I'd left it I went full-time as a musician for seven years okay uh,
0: what sort of things are you playing?
1: Uh, I was in rock bands mainly. I was a drummer at okay. the time. Yeah. I mean, I play guitar and I'll sing a song, write things and I had my own little studio. So we moved, but yeah, uh, that was great fun. It's rather hedonistic at times, but yeah. it was good fun. And, and again, i oh, said so real rock and roll. Oh yeah, real stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's some funny stories when you first do it, but um, later on it, that became a drag as well because once you've been driving up and down the country in the back of a van or in the front of a van, and you're not getting paid, what you think you're gonna get paid? It's just become, it, it, one thing. One thing's run to a monotonous level, that's it really. Times like for most change. people's life, to yeah, be honest. Yeah, you know, it's Time for change. So I moved into landscaping after that, and I've never looked back really, I like being outside, and I've also done some roading work as well, which was interesting. Mm. Hard work, but great, interesting.
0: So as, as far as you know, working uh, as a musician and traveling around, what was your you know what was your belief system during during that time? You right. Well, just getting by, or did you have did you have a were you first pick up spirituality? When did it start? When did this change right,
1: for you start? Right. That's a really good question, uh, and I like it because it's really fixed in my mind. I was 22 when suddenly I, I started asking my questions. Why? am I here what is this all about you know what's the meaning of life all these little questions and so I went on uh, what like what they call a seeking mission you know I went looking at different cults and religions and philosophies and things like that and I started reading a lot Um, but I did I decided to go inside some of these groups to experience it for real rather than just read up on it so that I could have the experience of what it was like to be in those groups. So I, I went into an Ari Krishna thing for a little bit. Didn't particularly gel with that. As How much. did you
0: catch up with those? What was the. Well, you... there
1: was one in um, Stockport. So you so just I, happened to know there was a. There I was just walked Christian in, I walked yet, in, asked them, went to the meeting, started to join in with them a little bit, but it wasn't for me. I went to another place called uh, Life Wave, which was Ishtar's journey to enlightenment. Which was uh, you'd pay £40 for a mantra, then £80 for the second, then 160 for the third, and this went on and on. So the, the last mantra was, would make you enlightened, and you'd be co- coughing up something like four grand for it. Mm. I didn't get to the 80 quid one before I realised that was just a total rip off. You know, and I did ask questions, and the, the silly, silly answers that I got, like I said, if you really want to help people become spiritual, why aren't you doing it for free? and the answer i got off so-called enlightened being which obviously wasn't was if you need clothes you've got to go marks and spencers and buy them well you can clothe yourself in spirituality without having to do all of that or, or you know exploit anybody mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. no i'd stayed away from anyone that was going to exploit others so
0: in the end hasn't the church been
1: doing that well you know, yeah yeah well i could go on forever about that because the bible was one of the big ones i went into a lot of christian groups and uh, I studied the Bible inside and out, Well, I thought I had. But there are hidden codes in that thing. Uh, and I have have a really, really good friend that I work with now, doing a podcast of our own. Uh, Who's that? Who
0: are you doing that with?
1: Uh, Carly Spell. Yeah, and she's a, an ex lawyer, and she teaches the law, but the legalese language and the root meaning of it, and the etymology and things. And she's she really knows the running; and she does well. But she also likes the um, spiritual side of life and we both do a podcast together which is trying to pull up the thread or the fabric of a lot of these things because there's a lot of uh, Spiritual knowledge or esoteric knowledge, which means secret really basic secret knowledge Uh, Now we're not saying we know anything but we do uh, Speculate on it and we allow people to say whatever they like Without without making any judgment of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's it. But and and some of the things that the way people conduct their lives as a spiritual human or a person is uh quite remarkable i have met on the other hand people who class themselves as spiritual as being kind of like i wouldn't say i don't I say i don't want to sound too judgy but the judges themselves they they tend to an air of superiority about them when it comes to something spiritual and I, I can spot that easily now quite easily so i mean only based upon experience yes yeah, yeah. well you're not a kid anymore are you no you know? no i'm a long shot that's that, another thing isn't it yeah. uh, how old are you now 65
0: wow you look yeah. good for 65
1: i would yeah, say yeah. Yeah, that's because i love you're my wife she's brother. a lot younger than me <laughs> yeah keeping you young i like yeah, that yeah, i yeah, like yeah.
0: that Yes, so the, uh, the the Krishnas, and you went on to another group, what was that group called?
1: Uh, Ishvara's Journey to Enlightenment, I went into a few different Christian groups, I had um, studies with them and things like that, and read things about it myself, but the one that hit home eventually, by the time I was about 25, was Buddhism. It didn't require any blind faith, and it didn't require any... Um, you know, like there's no commandments on it. There was precepts for sure, but it was always up to you. And the, the behavior was looked upon as either being skillful or unskillful, which I quite like, you know, this- so
0: experience there's, the unexperienced. Well, it
1: keeps the guilt out of it. Yeah. And it keeps the, and you can keep your self respects and learn how to respect others in a reasonable way rather than, there's a lot of things happen with people where they become very judgy within their own little group or anyone outside of it, especially a lot of Christian groups are uh, seen as wicked or you know not not moral enough to uh, be in that group if you see what I mean.
0: And how do you sort of live you know what does it mean to you to be in your in your own personal spirituality how do you live that life how do you you know how do you 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 wake up in the morning you know what what has it done if we went back last year how did you live last year like in this way did you work?
1: Oh I was, oh, I was yeah, but it was landscaping. I was living yeah. in the lake district, uh, we had our own house and I had a little recording studio in it studio in there. But uh, I was uh, landscaping on a ten and a half acre site. Absolutely beautiful place. Waterfalls going through it, lovely woodlands and all the rest in, of it. In Cumbria. Yeah, yeah. It was in Grasmere actually. Mm-hmm. And then he also worked in and around Grassmere for another fella doing The, World the of hobbits. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all, the, all the little people too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, no. Uh, the what was I doing last year? I was uh, writing music, recording music and working landscaping. And it is it's it's about a year now. We sold the house, bought a camper van. Um, well, it's not a camper van? It's what a motorhome. What sort of spiritual home,
0: journey were you doing with that to make the decision to to sell your house? Right, things?
1: that's that's the thing. That's because of the changing times. we were looking to go self sufficient. It's not so much the spiritual side of it, although that is part of it. But uh, my wife's always wanted to do it, um, and I've always thought it'd be a good idea to, to you know to be more self sufficient in the sense that you could grow your own food. You know what's in it uh not be told what to do now you can't really get completely 100 percent out of the system and they're making it harder and harder to do that but um yeah we wanted to be as self-sufficient as we possibly could and we're still searching and there's a lot of new laws come out now where they're making that difficult as so what are you
0: looking to do you know you, you, you just be you, self-sufficient you sold your house yeah you bought a a van
1: a motorhome. yeah Motorhome. home yeah
0: so that a big was one. uh yeah a big and, one. And the house you had was a, was a two bedroom. Three no it's
1: a three bedroom house uh with four floors including a cellar yeah an old victorian semi yeah
0: uh i've actually been there know, right. it was beautiful yeah. and yeah. It, you know i love the way what you've done with it it was, yeah. it was very very homely uh, but the to move from there into into a motor home
1: yeah
0: uh, uh it's quite a big a big a big step you know and it's not the normal step that people have they, they don't make them decisions this isn't this isn't a normal direction this is an unusual direction for a, a someone a British person to make in this country working a job
1: yeah
0: and both of you are working at the time you yeah. made a decision to go no we're doing something different let's um mm. uh, let's go on holiday to Ibiza instead of going to Mallorca you know th- this yeah. is this was big this is like let's sell the house yeah and didn't uh, go didn't suddenly take the house back off the market and go no that was a bad idea sold yeah. the house
1: yeah
0: put the money in the bank yeah Used some of it to buy a motorhome, yeah got rid of all your belongings yeah no it's a big deal it's yeah. uh, it's a huge thing and and i don't know anyone else who's done it no. you hear about people that do it but yeah. i've never actually met met someone until until
1: you two right
0: and it's uh this this is why i wanted to get you on here and okay. to delve into yeah, these. Right. these this the the original idea and and why you would do this and and how you live a life of spirituality in a much smaller place I mean it sounds like you've become the nearest thing to weird monks Mm. that I I know (laughs) you know how has the last 12 months been? living in the home and, and the people that you spend your time with you know how do you, how do you choose where you spend your days where have you been what have you been well most what have of, you been preaching man
1: right well I haven't really been preaching anything Um uh, but we have been traveling a lot we've been up and down the UK we've done all the NC500 in Scotland right round the west so that, coast that's the
0: coast the co- yeah right, right route. around
1: and inland you know as well all these different places looking at properties and first and foremostly, I I, it, I like to be as honest with myself as I possibly can. So that's what I'd like to do here, to be authentic about it. I it's definitely not for everybody. There are difficult times in it, but you have to know what you're made of to do it. And I have to admit that um, at one point I did regret it. I don't. Well, know, so you're am, buying
0: I? a van to travel to find. To find somewhere
1: yeah we're still doing it we're not we're there but we're all right we're, we're, what sort of thing were you looking for Well experience has house great well with well, a bit of land and, and a, a house to either do up or move into yeah so this is because we were lucky enough to I didn't have a mortgage you see so I'd sold that outright so that's that made that easier we followed
0: the system, had you? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> no, but it's not. It's been really interesting. I mean, all the way up to Scotland, we went on the Isle of Harris, Lewis, looking at properties. None of them were like the description that was given by any estate agent afterward. One of them was uh, right up in the islands, up near uh, Wick. Which uh, everywhere we went, apart from when you got up to Wick, uh, don't mean to offend anyone who lives in Wick, but it was it was uh, rather run down place, uh, bleak and we went up up into the hills there to look at this property that was supposed to have a brand new roof on it windproof waterproof and the flipping gable end was hanging off it when we got a long way to go to look at something that is that's is, not home descriptive you know it doesn't it's not as it was described so yeah that was a toughie but all the same it was good fun going the highlands are gorgeous and it was just lovely traveling around anyway how long did it
0: take to get there it was a boat trip or is it it's actually in the highlands itself
1: well yeah it was a two hour one to the isle of uh lewis yeah yeah and uh, we traveled around then because it was a ferry you know a car ferry right traveled around that and the isle of harris is the same island but they they've changed it when you go down south Ilo of Lewis is up the top and the Isle of Harris is at the bottom, but it's the same island. I don't know why they do that. I don't know, but they are completely different. The top end up in Lewis was just like bog land. And the bottom was all just rocky. And, um, See, th- I think mo-
0: most English people have never travelled up that far. They, you know, they, they've
1: look, uh, they've probably been lucky if they have found
0: something in a magazine and had a yeah. few, flipped through a few pages and looked at a few photographs. It's, yeah. And I haven't been up there. Up there right. either. I have been to some islands, off islands, off Scotland, but yeah. uh, and I, I, I lived lived on one for I think it was uh. three weeks uh. um, for a bit of a laugh. But uh, further north, I've not, I've not done this. Well, you've
1: just reminded me actually, because the, the question it were asking me, why did we do it? Because we'd planned it for three years. Okay. But I used to live in Ireland. I lived there for about six years in Ireland, and um, when I met my wife, we decided that we wanted to go self-sufficient. So we planned it for ages, and this is we were living in the Peak District then, and uh, so we we. Uh,
0: Whereabouts in the peaks?
1: Right, well that was in it was near a little place called Hayfield. It's Kinder Scouts, the start of the Pennine oh, Way. Yeah, up there, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we sold sold that and we'd had these plans for three years to move to Ireland because the property was cheap and you could get quite a number of acres to work on and with. And we were really looking forward to it. But then the uh, pandemic came and there was lockdowns and we'd sold the house and we couldn't go. So we had a bit of a a panic on. So Caroline, my wife, she got up at four o'clock one morning, it was only about not long to go really, and uh, found this Victorian semi up in Appleby, in the Eden Valley, uh, which was, which is, it was just gorgeous all around it. You know, it's right up near the uh, Yorkshire Dales, all the lakes, you know, all that, it's surrounded by all that and the Eden Valley itself so it was a lovely place um, so, so we did that and it was like last minute so that's how that came about that we moved up there uh, uh, and obviously our plan was a plan to go self-sufficient had gone because we had to move during a lockdown yeah and we had to okay. do that so that's how that happened
0: what whereabouts are you doing at the moment you're stopping in uh, in, in the motorhome
1: uh,
0: in uh, Daventry
1: Yeah. Uh, While uh, you're visiting me,
0: but the uh, what's what's direction? What's happened over the last month? Where have you been over the last month?
1: God, blimey! Uh, Mainly the West Wales, Mid Wales, North Wales. Mainly all over Wales, looking at places. I've been looking at some churches. Been looking at a lot of land. Been looking at some houses, Um, and we're being really fussy. (laughs) You know, it's got it's got. Yeah, this is it. One of those. And, and and things have changed on that front as well a lot of it's auction now as well online auction so you can't just go in and, and uh, say okay we'll buy that you know will you accept this it, 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 these, these auctions so there's a lot of that and you have to put in deposits and what have you before you can get on to the auction and things like this but <clears throat> no it's fair enough i suppose but that's what we're having to do but we are enjoying um meeting lots of other people and there's a lot of friends of ours that. Have, been with us for instance we've been to I think it's about three festivals which ones uh it's the the time to rise one was the last one we were at and before that the shine seminars oh and i think we missed we did miss one as well it was uh, the gold camping one Mm -hmm. but the friends that were with they went on what
0: sort of Uh, you know what happens at these festivals what what types?
1: well there's a lot there's a lot of music obviously but it's there's a lot of talks as well like on our podcast on our third podcast we've um we had laura eisenhower on you know dwight eisenhower's great granddaughter uh, she she had a lot of interesting dwight things to say. it yeah. was his american president and it was, was it 40s 50s mm-hmm. yeah, some there he was the one that gave a speech about the um the what's i'm gonna say goodness me <laughs> yeah it's the military industrial complex that's what mm-hmm. it was yeah he gave that which was a quite an unusual speech to give i'm not right saying on
0: youtube we have got one of them uh talks mm. on there that's a talk that, that breaks down mm. that talk into yeah. a cartoon type of spread i think yeah. that's what i've seen mm. you know what i'm talking about where they they do a, a, a yeah I a drawing so. yeah. bit by bit as the yeah. talk goes on and it's quite cleverly done very watchable
1: yeah yeah, yeah no no it was uh, so we've had interesting people like that and uh i don't know if i'm changing the subject somewhat but all the same some of the other guests uh, have been spiritual or they they um they have a view on things like we've had a guy on there called tony sayers his views are completely different to another guy that was on there called jim mccarty who's who's um ascribing the law of one we won't get into it because it, it it's five books long now mm-hmm. and, and it was it was we uh, haven't got that much time no no today. no it's another thing altogether. but anyway you know we have and the these...
0: definition what's basically that but what's the content of those five books briefly
1: right briefly is it's an impossibility that alan okay <laughs> the first book well, no, no, it's all five. It's, what, what it is, is it, it was a, a channeling thing, but well, as soon as I heard that, I went, no, oh, no, not that, not channeling, I wouldn't follow like that, but when I read the material, it was, uh, it was three people, and uh, Jib was describing it, and one, another chap was the uh, questioner, and there was a lady that was being channeled, in, and it went on over four years, and they spoke to uh, what was called a social memory complex, of beings that used to live, believe it or not, i saying where this is going to make people laugh anyway? It's a, a two billion years ago on Venus when it was an inhabitable planet. But the social memory complex is what's left. It says that you move up in density as beings in the universe, so and we're in what's called a th- fourth density. Human beings, animals are like in a third density, and plants are like a second density, all living beings because what it's saying is that the all life comes from one single source, a creator. And you'll find parallels like this, and so it's experiencing itself subjectively. But we are all one, really. It wouldn't look like that, because there's a lot of uh, division, but then, there's there's this thing called the veil of forgetting that has been put in there, this is why you can't remember if there was any past or previous lives. actually, There's I I a lot of arguments in that. I could say that was quite convenient because no one can remember it, but some people claim that they do. It's not going to be easy for me to just briefly describe a no, lot I of think, that I stuff. I think you've done a good, a good yeah. job
0: there, actually. You've done a good job. Yeah. It's because I want to sort of have you open up a little bit about that mm. because it helps people understand that there is... Um, Lots of different cultures yeah. in this country and other countries that are following a different path yeah. besides the one they're following at the moment which is uh, waking up with an alarm, grabbing something to eat, yeah. getting the kids to school, yeah. trying to get to work on time, mm. being told what to do, finishing doing that, moving on to the next thing which would be probably lunch, back to work, jump in the car, yeah. drive home, listen to the radio. Yeah. And it's it's a bit of a circle, a bit of a cycle, and I'm not so sure that it's it's necessarily the right one. And I, neither am I sure which is the right one at the moment. Right. I just see a lot of people following, going round that wheel that we're all aware of. Yeah. The,
1: this, this. Well, that description is is describing the lifestyle that you uh, has been created for you in society, uh, and it's come come about over many many years and was being fought was actually to do it when I'm, in my childhood i had a lot of freedom there was no cameras no computers and no phones and i could wander miles away from home i never even heard the word paedophile till i was in my 30s i'd never i didn't even know what one was yeah and then they start putting that into the psyche because there's a lot of this stuff is not being brought up and comes out of it but the freedom was incredible and when you've experienced freedom at that level and you make a comparison to children that are being brought up now, where they don't even really, It seems and appears to be free to some de- to to some degree, but in actual fact, you, you like you've just described the nine to five. You're getting up the repetitive, cyclic behaviour, where there's no real creativity in it. In order for that to let them do it, you have to go and get a degree somewhere. So you you've got your your schooling, your primary and your secondary school and then you've got your colleges and your universities and that is a, is a piece of paper to describe what you do. You've done it yourself, you've had to do it, but in your case, it's service to others. You are benefiting somebody. There is a right to do something where you're gonna be creative when I think creativity is wonderful, but I don't think you need um, a degree in it. I really don't. I think you can you can teach each other that kind of thing. I'm it because I did that. I, I've done, you know, I've done you're music. You're not allowed to to teach and all people things if you haven't got a piece of
0: paper
1: nah you're this is allowed, what I'm saying, you're, you're not what I'm saying. You, can't, you
0: know. these these days we're, we're almost stopped well, basically it's, I'm, I'm, it's I'm wondering the how spinning. much of this conversation we're having might have to be curvy I, I would not
1: throw myself 30 grand in debt just to, just to say you know I'm going to wear a Saturnian robe and a funny cap on me you know what's that all about for a kick off when you go into the court they're wearing dark clothes and wigs I mean, and there's a lot of strange behaviour going on so it is not before somebody judges somebody else's um, maybe the belief system or the lifestyle you should think about all that because what you've accepted as normal if you really analyze it isn't because basically at the end of the day it's a system that is geared on making us all competitive and to get us around to earn the money and there's not enough room for everybody to go get a bit of paper and do what they want and you're not brought up in the same conditions in the same environment as everybody else and and so, so well, basically, you're going to have the have-nots and what have you. And I've, I've always despised the idea of anyone looking down upon anyone else, because I do think that we're all one. I do think that we're all equal. I do think we have inalienable rights, and I do think that we all have uh, those rights to express it. And it's not the case in different parts of the world where you, you're growing up watching people starving to death, and that's that's a problem. That's in your face, and you're not. And it's quite easy then to just go, "Well, I'm all right." Then you know those things had an effect on yeah. me they did on my we wife my wife's like, the same we're very much the same th- on it yeah.
0: every day people are saying that to yeah. themselves yeah that's not that's not right but i'm mm-hmm. all right i'll carry on you know it, there's nothing i can do about it there's no. nothing i can do about it yeah. and now we're getting to the stage where we're not even allowed to talk about these sort of things to others because of how it might be come across i mean let's just say for example we have someone that's in the papers on, on the news at the moment let's call him uh, r b
1: Oh for right this,
0: for this. okay um somebody who has been uh, put into a trial by media yeah for not and not found guilty in a court of law mm. that's the important thing mm. maybe that might happen yeah. but right now what's happening to somebody that could have been that could be me mm. that could be you being held up at the moment by uh the news TV radio papers magazines yeah for something which I haven't actually done. And no. everyone's saying, that's disgusting. Have you heard what Alan Walker did? Mm. That's incredible. I just, you know, it, and I've heard people saying this. I've actually met people who've, who've, who've had a conversation with me and they've brought it up. No, I'm thinking he's not been found guilty of this. No. So, you know, it's, it's a very, uh, very worrying time at the moment where people are frightened. to. And, you know, he's, he's standing up for things that he believes in, it's, it's his opinion. Mm. Uh, maybe he's right maybe he's wrong but he has a he has a he has a view and these are the things that people in in my my day when i was a kid mm. were able to <clears> talk <throat> about and we were able to say whatever you wanted. to say that one yeah. time you were able to down in london there would be places where orange boxes the old fruit boxes that people could turn upside down and stand on and start bellowing out their belief system of, of something yeah and these days, you won't find those people now because right. we've got laws that says you can't say that anymore. Yeah, You're that, not allowed to speak your mind. That's mouth.
1: very disturbing to me. Just taking the RB thing um, anybody who's going to accuse somebody of somebody, something needs to go to the police. And uh, they didn't go to the media, the media went to them. And they made a case against him because it seems to me that that looks like. They're talking about RB. Yes, yeah. but it looks more like an agenda. I wouldn't presume for one moment to know what the guy did. But i do remember not liking him a lot when mm-hmm. he was a comedian years mm-hmm. ago because of his arrogance and his ego and
0: that that's your that's that's up to you too but believe i watched
1: i watched him after he's come out of the hollywood thing uh change his life and basically married somebody that he loved had two children one on the way and all the rest of it all normal wasn't great but turn spiritual start meditating get out of all the addictions that he had talk about it freely and openly and helped others to do the same and all the while he was even doing that, with the people that are in certain movements, uh, what I believe that they, they, they've got things right, they were still classing him as a shill, not forgiving him for any of that anyway and despite all that he carried on and, and did what he was, he was doing. <clears throat> you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't, <clears throat> I wouldn't, I don't know what's going on, it doesn't really, it shouldn't be in my face either. What I do notice is what I'm hearing, what somebody says. It's what they're saying. And if you're going to determine whether that is honest or authentic enough without them you're worrying about it being a conspiracy theorist or a shill, you know, it's easy to throw mud at people and make things stick. But if they're good at what they do and they're doing it and people are listening to it, there must be a reason for that. And to try and shut that down and have an agenda to close it down. Because there's another person that was accused of uh, he and sex crimes, just for revealing a truth. You know, I'm, I'm gonna say his name out because I actually like the man, and that's Julian Assange. And that guy's still in, in prison. For what, telling the truth? He didn't even tell the truth. He, he was given a piece of video and then put that out in the public. And just this week, we've, we've, I've, I've heard uh, an American president again, uh, a press club uh, with, with journalists saying that journalism is very important and it should be a free press. But it's not a free press because if it was, then they wouldn't be throwing people in prison yeah, for telling makes, the truth. The, that's just a cover. That's just uh, the uh, cover. It's, 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 it's ludicrous. So, you, you know, you're going to have to decide for yourself the times that you're living in and what you're doing with it mm-hmm. and how best to navigate your way we around all this stuff. And uh, for me, my policy is just to be as honest with myself as I possibly can because that's the nearest to my truth I'm ever going to get but the other thing is I look at everything through ethical eyes if it's beneficial for me and it's beneficial for other people that seems like a good and right thing to do in the sense that it's skillful as well if if I'm listening to people that are saying things that I know is going to be detrimental to somebody else and is harmful then I'll avoid it because that's what I've learned to do and it's not easy I still behave like a turkey myself. I still course, make mistakes. I so still, you know, you know it's, it's not, absolutely, that's what being human is. I mean, you, you, nobody's perfect. There's just all this judging and mudslinging and what have you. And the media are really good at uh, like putting somebody on a trial like that because it does stick, because people will do that. Oh, it, this is this You know, is they'll believe ruined. it straight out. Ruined, out. Um, yeah. The gentleman the we we're talking f- about. Even if you went to court and was proven innocent that still had an adverse effect yeah. on the game. And, and right, actually that exactly. court
0: case will, will yeah. wait, won't make front page news anyway, it's, right. it's going to be a very little interest to no. the people who, who make these decisions. Yeah. Now I was interested in your, your opinion on, on this, very, yeah. very much so. so at the moment what well, you've got on for the bring it back to us to, right. the, to this this time right. um sort of put that to bed a little bit yeah um, be, because i think not a combo in it yes right. i think there's a, another time we'll get together and see what the next stage is i think there's be plenty to talk about with, with that in, right. the, in the future
1: right.
0: um how i get through through life when i see things that aren't going well is i can't help but um my heart feels damaged by that situation that that he's going through at the moment. But when I feel, when I see things that aren't going right, the way I'm dealing with it these days is uh, through something that I read, which is to a certain extent, say it sounds wrong at first, but I try not to mind because humanity is the way it is um, at the moment. Until it changes, it's the way it is. Try not to mind, but I do care beautiful yeah try not to mind but i do care you do and then try not to worry about it because there's some things i can do things with and some things i can't and i think you know they doing a having a conversation with you about a way life's going at the moment and with anyone who's going to listen to this and uh, just to, to see what my opinion is with things yeah. your opinion is with things and perhaps make a better opinion themselves about what yeah. might be going on at the moment so they're just a little bit more aware of perhaps what is right and what what's wrong but listen johnny it's, it's been fantastic having having you on here today and i know that we'll um, we'll definitely bring you back and we'll find something else um where we probably won't have to be so coded about the words we're using and, and that <laughs> yeah. but no i've really i've really enjoyed it can't thank so you so much thank you all the way up from yeah. from wales yesterday yeah. In your van, on uh, your roots of uh, finding uh, <laughs> your your new grass is green, uh, the rainbow and and uh, everything else, uh, and I hope very much that you find somewhere very shortly. Thanks. And set up your uh, g- a couple of acres and yeah, grow your cabbages and uh, your carrots and your onions and uh, wake up every morning to the sounds of birds and be uh, back in nature and uh, back in the place where you where you want to on this wonderful wonderful planet that we live on. Yeah. That hopefully we will keep good uh, and. Um, and bless us all so i hope you've enjoyed this uh this this podcast podcast eight um i know i've enjoyed doing it i've enjoyed speaking to you johnny can't say it enough and maybe next time we speak to caroline as well um so if you've if you've enjoyed listening to this then please like and share
1: and i look forward to doing the next podcast